today. You can be seated for just a minute. Woo. I got to tell on myself this morning. Uh-oh. Your boy, this is my anniversary weekend. 18 years Stacy's had to put up with me. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I was going to be all romantic this weekend, you know, because it's our anniversary. So I do, I start the weekend because my weekend starts on Thursday night because it's a holiday on Friday. So I start the weekend great. She gets a brand new pair of earrings, real pretty earrings, and I bring them home. Everything's just great. So we were going to have a romantic dinner last night. This is what kind of gets messed up. So we leave the house and we're going to go to the outback. When we get there, it's an hour and a half right wait. So we decide we really don't want to do that. So I said, we'll just drive to Kanawha City, and we'll eat at the Texas Steakhouse. So we drive all the way to Kanawha City, only to discover it's closed. <laughs> I said, well, let's go to the Longhorn. So we drive back to Southridge. We get to the Longhorn, two-hour wait. 
I can't do that. So I said, let's go try Old Charlie's. We like Old Charlie's. So we get down to Old Charlie's and we walk in. Both of us walk in together. We're taking a leap of faith, y'all. I went in the first place. She went in the second place. So we go in together. And it's like, oh, it's a 25-minute wait. I said, we can do that. She said, give me your name and your cell phone number. She said, you have to wait in the, you have to wait in the car. The only way to wait in the, in the seating area. So we go out to her car. 25 minutes pass. <laughs> We're about 50 minutes in. I said, I'm leaving. I ain't waiting no more. So your boy pulled up in the drive-thru at Steak Escape. <laughs> and we sat in the parking lot of the closed door of Justice and had anniversary dinner last night. All right? <laughs> Listen to 99.9 .9 on the radio. I get to the big ugly exit on 119, and guess who calls an hour and a half later? Old Charlie's. I didn't even answer the phone. I said, I ain't answering that. But we had a great time. She's had to put up with me for 18 years, so y'all need to give it up for her. I love her. She's the glue that holds this together. And so we appreciate that, and we just had fun. We just laughed last night about it. There was no need to get mad, no need to get upset. It was just one of those times, just one of those times, you know, just happened. Praise God. <laughs> well, that steak escape was pretty good. Now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was that good or if I was just that hungry. Because by the time I ate there, my head was throbbing. You know, I was pretty hungry at that time. Whew. We'd left at 4 o'clock. It was eating three hours later at steak escape, so... <laughs> Praise God. I am going to declare that 2021 is the year of completeness. Can somebody shout completeness with me this morning? Come on, completeness this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. I am ready to worship God. I, uh, the Lord gave me a verse to open up the service today. And I, when I came in, and I was sitting here. And Joey began to sing and began to rehearse this morning. And he didn't know what I was going to read. And I didn't know. I, hadn't, I saw the songs, but... If you know me in songs, I, I sing the wrong words to the wrong songs. So, you know, I can't sing either. So, so we just being honest today, I guess, being truthful. But Joey begins to sing this song, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, Lord, you, you're talking. Because this is the verse the Lord gave me, the two verses the Lord gave me this morning. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, and it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Are you ready for a new thing this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a new thing. He says, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Somebody needs to shout and give God some praise today. Father, we're praying right now for a new thing, God. We're praying right now, God, that you would make a, a way in the wilderness, God, and rivers in people's deserts today, Father. We're hungry for you. We are thirsty for you. Is in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Father, I came to pray. 
praise you. I came to magnify you. I came to give you glory today, Father. And so, Lord, we invite your presence into this house today. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, we pray and say together, come on, help me out. Amen. Now, let's, whoa, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's been one of those mornings. Hallelujah. But God's going to do a new thing. Amen. So let's stand at our feet this morning. Come on. Clap your hands. Let's go. Let's get ready to worship God. Somebody needs to shout with the voice of triumph today. Come on. Give him some praise today in Jesus' holy name. See, that prayer was just so annoying. Pam couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind away? It was my turn Till I met you I was breathing but not Alive. All my failures I try to hide. It was my turn till I met you. When you called my name. Sin was heavy 
living looks like This is what freedom feels like This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise you This is what living looks like This is what freedom feels like This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise you This is what living looks like This is what freedom feels like This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise you This is what living looks like This is what freedom feels like This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise We'll see the break down every wall We'll watch the giants fall Fear cannot survive when we praise you The God of a rectus on our side Forever live till mine With all creation cry God we praise you We'll see you break down every wall We'll watch the giants fall Fear cannot survive when we praise you The God of a rectus on our side Forever live till mine With all creation
of Jesus today. Let me just read you a verse real quick. Hallelujah. It's talking about this is what freedom feels like. This is what living looks like. And this is what heaven sounds like. Let me read you a verse out of Revelation chapter 5. And he said, and has made us unto God our kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And then verse 11 says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, and the elders, and the number of them. He's talking about us, church. <laughs> the number of them ten, ten, uh, times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. That's what heaven sounds like this morning. When you praise God, you sound like you're dancing and praising around the very throne room of God. Well, glory this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell us, I'm glad you're here today. Whew. I'm glad you're here this morning. Praise the name of Jesus today. I do want to remind you that we are signing up for life groups. So if you haven't signed up for a life group, you can after service today. We've got uh, yoga on Thursdays. We'll be stretching and doing Bible studies with, uh, with Britta and Justin. And then we've got on Friday nights, man to man. Uh, we're going to have a men's group. And so we're going to do that. And then Pam's going to have a signing group. We had a few people sign up for that. And then Joey and Gary Corns is going to have a freedom group on Wednesdays at 6. And so if you feel like you want to sign up for one of those, please sign up today in the real track, at the Real Track booth after service on your way out the door. We'd appreciate that very, very much. If you have your Bible with you today, we're going to jump into the Old Testament, into the little book of Haggai. The little book of Haggai. And we're coming out of chapter 1, and we're going to read the first eight verses. The first eight verses. Didn't Joey do a great job in worship this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. And we're going to preach on the thought, what is missing in church? You are. So if you're not here today, or if you're here but you're not serving you are missing in church. And so don't get offended. If you get offended at God's word today, you need to check your heart. It's a heart problem, not a Pastor Gary problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, if you write in your Bible, you want to underline, underline that. The time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. 
Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord Father. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your spirit that we feel this morning, God. We thank you for Joey leading us in worship today. We ask you, God, to help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. To bring this word out in such a way that people comprehend it, understand it, and receive it, Father. God, but let it challenge us and convict us and change us as well. I pray, God, if there's anyone here today that is lost, that they would be saved. Anyone sick would be healed. Anyone bound would be set free today. In Jesus' name we pray and ask, and amen, and you may be seated. What is missing in church? You are. I told you earlier when we first started the service, I am declaring... 2021 as the year of completeness. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write that word down somewhere. And every day when you're praying, I want you to pray that our church becomes complete. That our church becomes complete. The word completeness is the state or condition of having all the necessary or appropriate parts. The state or condition of having all the necessary or appropriate parts. I want us to imagine, I'm actually, we're going to put it on the screen. I want us to imagine a, for just a minute, <clears throat> a jigsaw puzzle with all of its pieces in its proper place. If you and I walked by this jigsaw puzzle that we see on our screen, we would say that that puzzle is complete. I walked into my uh, mother-in-law's yesterday, Friday, and she got a jigsaw, a jigsaw puzzle for Christmas, and she had it out on the table, the end table, and it was complete. It was done. All the pieces were in its proper place. Now I want us to look at another jigsaw puzzle with missing pieces in it. See, if it's got missing pieces... It means that our puzzle isn't complete. If we take the same approach to our church, ALWC, and we evaluate the church on the same principle, do we see a jigsaw puzzle completed or a jigsaw puzzle with missing pieces? We would see a jigsaw puzzle with missing pieces. Here's a list of teams that, don't, that do not have a current leader. I'm just going to throw it out there. So here's the list of teams that do not have a current leader. The welcome team, the nursery, outreach, life kits, connect, teens, care team. See, see, our teams aren't complete, and so neither is our church. Despite not being complete, God is still blessing our church. 
God is still blessing our church. We had 57 salvations last year. Somebody needs to shout right now. Somebody needs to give God some praise right now. If you average that out, there's 52 weeks in a year. We averaged one salvation every week last year. Our goal was 25 salvations. We surpassed our goal. This year, I'm going to set a minimum of salvations at 35 in 2021. I'm going to set another goal that we have at least 18 of those 35 people baptized this year. That's roughly 50% of the people saved. We didn't even reach that last year. And finally, I'm going to set a goal that we have nine people who get saved would go through real track and become functioning members of our church. That would give us a retention rate of 25%, which is above the national average. Because see, we have people coming in the church, but they're not sticking. We got to get them to stick. We got to get them through the discipleship process of the church. Now, 2020 saw our attendance drop. I think every church around the nation could say that they saw their attendance drop. However, we do have people watching us online every single week, and we need to give it up for them. Come on. I think you need to be here, but we appreciate you watching online. The biggest area that suffered in 2020 was our finances, though. We were 30000 short of what we had brought in the year before. That's a huge hit to the bottom line when we're trying to run a church and budget everything out. So I'm going to set some goals. I'd love to see us start bringing in 20000 a month in tithes and offerings. The tithe is your first 10%. It is, your, it is the, off your gross income, not your net. It's off your gross income. Anything above that 10% is considered an offering. And so I would love to see us get up to 20000 a month, but I'm going to set a minimum goal of 17500 that, that would help us. we got some things that we'd like to do this year. Now, we spent a lot of money last year. We, I, I'm going to be honest with you. We, bought all, we had to buy a new soundboard. We had to buy... When, when the pandemic hit and we decided to close the church and we wanted to do online, we had to buy all this video equipment because in my mind, if I was going to do this, I was going to do it right. And no disrespect to any other churches that did it any other way. I thank God that they got the message out the way that they felt like they needed to get the message out. But for us, uh, one of our core values is excellence. And our definition of excellence is that we're going to surpass ordinary standards in everything that we do. And so I wanted to do it right. And so we, we spent some money to do this, but we have such great equipment. And if you watch our services online, it's, it's pretty good quality. I mean, they do a great job. Our guys do a great job. So, but without these purchases, we've couldn't have launched online services. So despite the few setbacks that we've had in 2020, I would still say we had a great year. Our church grew in maturity we, we grew. We stepped up to the plate and launched live services on Facebook and YouTube. We come together. We rallied around the cause, and, and we did this. We had some amazing things happen in our church. Joey began leading worship. Come on, that's an amazing. Come on. God is using him. It's made such a huge difference in our services. Hallelujah. 57 salvations in 2020. 
Our core team began to come together and we began to jail in a way that we have never jailed before. We're birthing a prayer movement on Wednesday nights at 6. We need you to come and pray. We were able to love on our community. We fed the hospital. We fed first responders. We fed, we fed the health department. I think we even gave some food to one of the schools in the area. Uh, we gave away over 1,000 toys just a couple of weeks ago. Some amazing things happened in our church. So this is what I believe. I believe 2020 has set us up for 2021 to be the year of completeness. To be the year of completeness. I know we've got work to do, church. We have to recruit some leaders. We have to get some workers for these teams to help make us complete. But I'm going to believe that God is going to do it. I am praying to the Lord of the harvest to send us laborers to work the harvest. Here's what I, here's what I believe as well. I believe that God is getting ready to confront the absentee church. The people who never show up. The people who never use their gift. I said this last week. I even posted it on Facebook, and I want to say it again. The heroes, the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 were not listed in Scripture because of what they did. Because it was God that did it through them. They're listed in Scripture because they showed up. They were found faithful. It's not our ability. It's our availability. When I avail myself to God... He can work through my life. God's not a respecter of person. He's going to use whoever shows up. You ever wonder about some of the characters of the Bible and why God would use them? Why would God use Abraham? How many times did he lie in Scripture? Not just little bitty lies. Big lies. Not the little white lies. Come on. Them big ones. What about Noah? He gets off the boat and gets drunk. Moses stuttered. David had all kinds of issues, but they showed up. They showed up. They were found faithful. I believe that God is getting ready to confront the unfaithful. He is going to give a call to return home to work on building the kingdom through the local church. My hope is that people will begin to answer the call before God begins to separate the wheat from the tear and the sheep. From the goats. God used Haggai to call the people back to the building of the temple. I believe God is using me and other people to call the church back to building the house of God. What's missing in church? What is missing in church? You are. You are. The work isn't progressing because you aren't here. People who are not here... People who are here but not working are presently missing. You're present, but you're missing because you're not serving. Everybody contributes something to the body. Everybody contributes something to the church. Everybody contributes something to our service. Joey and I were having a conversation last week, week before last, sometime in the last few weeks, like... If there's certain people not here, I know they're not here. Because I can sense they're not here in worship. I can feel that, that what they bring to the service is missing. 
And so when you're not here, you're, 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 we can feel that you're not here because you're missing. And without you, our puzzle will never be completed. I'm going to speak to the wind, the north, the south, the east, to the west, and we're going to prophesy that, that the laborers are going to come in to make us complete. This is the year of completeness. I want us to have a team leader on every team. I want every team to be fully staffed and trained and ready to go because I believe God wants to do great things through our church. I believe God wants us to reach a harvest like nobody has ever seen in Logan County before, but we've got to make sure we have all the pieces in place. Let me read our text again, starting in verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not come yet to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. I told you a while ago as we read the text the first time to underline the word, um, these people. Remember? These people say. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pay careful attention to how God addresses the people. He says, these people. God doesn't call them his people. God doesn't call them my people. He says, these people, these people. The temple had laid in ruin for 14 years. The work on the temple began in 536 BC. It stopped in 534 BC. The word of the Lord came to Haggai in 520 B.C., 14 years after it stopped. Can you tell that God isn't pleased? I mean, the first, two, the first two years of the building went great, but then the people lost their focus, and they stopped working on God's house. 14 years later, God comes looking for the people. I thought about this. I preached my first sermon in the winter of, I think it was 1999. I still remember the sermon. I still remember what I preached. I preached everything I had in 10 minutes. But a bunch of people got saved. It was on a Sunday night. We'd started the youth revival on Friday. And Sunday night I preached and 13 people got saved. I preached about the broad road and the narrow road. And, you know, that first sermon, Rodney, you, you're done in 10 minutes. You just... You preach everything you got. Pastor said, revival's broke out. I need you to preach again on Tuesday. 
I ain't got nothing. I got nothing. So I'm praying and I'm seeking God and I'm asking God what to preach. And all I got, all I got is a verse where God come down in the Garden of Eden and he's looking for Adam and Eve and he's saying, where are you? I didn't have any notes. So first, God really put me to the test to trust him. I'd read, I'd done, I, I just, you know, just as sometimes God's just silent, you know, and I didn't have anything. And before service, normally I was walking up to everybody I knew, lay hands on me, please. Pray for me. I was a wreck. I was tore up from the floor up. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I just preached a simple thought, where are you? Where are the teachers? Where are the servers? Where are the singers? Where are the musicians? Where are the, the, the people with the gift of hospitality? The people with, you know, with the ability to do carpentry work? And do, where are you? See, God came looking for Adam. Now God is, he's come looking for these people through the prophet Haggai. And he's basically saying, where are you? You started a work. But now there's no work being done. None. I believe that God is frustrated with the people. Because they gave the excuse, the timing isn't right. It's not the right time for us to be working on God's house. And I believe God is frustrated. And I wonder in 2021 if God is not frustrated with his people again today because his house is being neglected again. The timing isn't right, they said. They could, they could not speak against the building of the temple because everybody knows that that's a good work. So they make their excuse sound spiritual. I heard some woe is me over here. No one can speak against growing the church. No one can speak against expanding the kingdom of God. So we make our excuses sound spiritual. Maybe it's time to drop the excuses and return to God's house to do the work. Let me give you some scripture here. This is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, 35 through 40. I want you to really pay attention to this. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Look what he says. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve. Will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. 
It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready. Even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward the daybreak. In other words, it shouldn't matter what watch of the night it is in. We should be ready. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Look at this. Watch this. Serving and watching seem to go hand in hand. Hand in hand. How can I be ready if I'm not serving? How can I be ready if I'm not watching? James tells us this. We show our faith by our works. Now, we're saved by grace through faith, but once we get saved, we, we, we showcase our faith by, the, by serving, by doing the work of the ministry. I serve as a result of my faith. I serve because I believe Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. I serve whether I disagree with you or not. I serve. We should serve because of who God is, not because of who the pastor is. Jesus is looking for those who are serving. He says, it will be good for those whose servants who are watching when he comes. What's missing in church? Somebody needs to shout, you are. Comment, you are. Are we not using the same excuses today? The timing, pastor, is just not right. Pastor, we are in the middle of a pandemic. What if Jesus returns in the middle of the pandemic and you're not serving and you're not watching? Will he find you faithful? Will he find us faithful? Will he find us serving? I challenge you to go home today and read the parable of the talents. Write it down. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. The man who did nothing with his talent missed out. All three men were given equal opportunity. He did nothing. He buried his talent. Jesus took his talent away. He gave it to the other man and tosses this man into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus says this, a person who grabs hold of the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. Luke 9, 62. God said to the people, consider your ways. Watch this. You have sown much. 
and bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. You earn wages, and you earn wages to put in a bag with holes. See, it didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter how much they ate, they wasn't full. It didn't how much they sowed, they still reaped little. It didn't matter how much they drank, they weren't filled with drink. It didn't matter how much they clothed themselves, they still weren't warm. And it didn't matter how much money they earned because it was like putting their money in a bag with holes. This is what he's saying. Consider your ways. The Hebrew figure of speech for this phrase is this. Put your heart on your roads. Haggai asked God's people to consider what direction their life was headed and if they really wanted it to continue that way. The direction of our life will impact our way of life. The direction of our life will impact our way of life. Listen, I hope you can see my heart today. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm not trying to provoke you, even though Hebrews teaches us to provoke one another to good works. And then he talks about in that same area, he talks about that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Even so much more as you see the day approaching. What day? The day of the return of Christ. What day? Eddie, what day's approaching? It's the day of the return of Christ. It's sooner now than it's ever been. You See, the Bible tells us that no man knows the hour, no man knows the day, right? But we can look at prophecy, and we can tell by prophecy that we're nearing in, we're zeroing in. If, if, if you look at Peter's formula, a thousand a, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, he's talking about two days. If you look at the, uh, the story of the Good Samaritan, how many days' wages did the Good Samaritan give the innkeeper? Two days. The Good Samaritan is Jesus. We're right here. And if we look at the day of Pentecost, it's A.D. 30. 2,000 years, two days will be 2030. Now, I don't know the time. I don't know the hour. I don't know if it'll be then or after then. But I do know this. We're getting closer every moment of every day. We are, we are standing on the cusp. We are standing on the edge of the return of Jesus Christ. And we have to examine our hearts if God will find us faithful. Faithful. I'm trying to inspire you. I want to help you. I am challenging you today. I want this church, I want you to be complete. I want us to have completeness in 2021. 
I want each of you to be everything that God has called you to be. I want you to make heaven your home. When the row is called in heaven, I want you to be there. I want you to be there. The people responded to Haggai. I mean, they returned back to the house of God. And in four years, they finished the temple. So if you take two years plus 14, that's 16. It took them 20 years to build something that would have only took them six God, God is counting on us to get this right. We are the representation of Jesus in the earth. We are the, for some people, we're the only Jesus that they're ever going to see. We're the only Bible that they're ever going to read. There's a gentleman that I know that he's deceased now. Uh, he's, some of you may know him. He's from the main area. His name is Bill Klein. He was the greatest on this. He would always stand up and as part of his testimony or when he would give an altar call sometimes, because sometimes he could do the altar call better than the preacher. He would talk about how that people would watch our lives. They watch our lives. And we're the only Jesus that they see. Better have your church clothes on. You better be dressed for service. You better be ready and watching. The, the writer tells us to be ready to give an account, to be ready to give an answer, to be in season and out of season, but to be ready. The world, the world needs us to get this right. They need the body of Jesus Christ to get this right. They need this local church to get this right. We're called to reach a harvest. We're called to do great things. We are called to make a difference. What's missing in church? You are. If you're not serving or you never show up, you are. And we need you here. We need you to be a part of what we're trying to do. Let's put aside differences. Let's put aside disagreements let's put aside arguments let's put aside ideas and let's just come together and get the work done for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ let's fight for each other and not against one another let's agree to come together and walk together God's watching. God's waiting. Revival hasn't come because the church hasn't got ready for revival. Amen. 
It's not that God doesn't want to send revival. He's waiting on us. The, the scripture says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The idea of waiting doesn't mean to sit down on a park bench and, and, and wait. And you, somebody comes by and says, what you doing? I'm waiting on God. I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, uh, uh, he might be a little bit late, but, but, but I'm waiting. There have been churches that have taken that approach And never experienced the move of God. Because God says, wait a minute. I'm waiting on you. I, the problem's not on my end. Oh, Holy Ghost, help me. The problem's not on his end. It's on our end. And so the idea of waiting has the idea of a server in a restaurant. Norma. What would you like to drink today? Norma, what would you like to eat today? What, what can I make you today? What appetizer? Do you want a salad? What dressing do you want on that salad? How do you like your steak? How do you like your baked potato? How can I bring you the best service that I can bring to you? See, that's the idea of waiting, that we get up and say, God, how can I be available to you today? God, what can I do for you today? God, how can I honor you today? God, how can I serve you today? God, what do you need me to do today? Because we're trying to please him. The problem is not on God's end. It's on ours. John the Baptist said it best. I must decrease. And he must increase. In other words, I need to get out of the way. I, I just need to be available. What's that, Lord? You want me to go where? Yes, Lord, I'll go. You want me to do what? Yep, I'll do that, Lord. You ever been stopped in Walmart or Lowe's? Somebody say, when you go home today, pray for me. Well, if you're like me, I forget between now and then. And it might be five days later. So you know what I started doing? If you don't want public prayer, don't ask pastor because I'm going to get you right there on the spot. I had a friend of mine come up the other day a couple of years ago, about a year ago, Leroy Maynard. He's, he was going, he's fighting cancer and stuff. And he said, we might have been in Walmart. And he said, would you pray for me? I said, all right, let's pray right now. I laid hands on him right there in Walmart. You should have seen people walking by. I didn't care. He didn't care. We were praising and shouting right there in Walmart because I wanted to be available to God right then and there because I know my limitations. I'm going to forget on the way home, and I'm not going to pray for that man. He needed it right then, right there. we got to allow space for God to inconvenience our schedule. Oh, Jesus. God, how could you interrupt my day today? 
How can I be tuned in? You know that person that you were standing in line that was checking you out at Walmart? You know that one that the Lord kept telling you to talk to him about Jesus? And if you're like me, you gave all the excuses in the world. Or that person that, that God said, go over and give him $50. Now, you know that wasn't the devil telling you to give somebody $50. <laughs> Come on now. He steals. He kills. He destroys. God blesses. God gives increase. You know it. But we wasn't available. Lord, you sure you're talking to me? Lord, that's my last $50. You say, well, Pastor, you, listen, I've been there. There's been times I've been obedient, and there's been times I haven't been. But I want to be more obedient. I want to be more available. I want, I want to give God more space to interrupt my schedule this year than any time before. Amen. You know, when he wakes you up in the middle of the night, and you got so-and-so on your mind, and you just say, bless them, Lord, and roll over? That's not what he wanted. He wants you to crawl out of the bed and pray for them. But when I, oh, Holy Ghost, do your thing. I feel the anointing of God in this house. See, God wants to interrupt our schedule. God wants us to become available that's why they were listed in the hall of faith. They were available. I'm trying to close, but the Lord just keeps giving it to me. What did the apostle, what did the apostle Paul tell King Agrippa? He said, I've not stopped sharing what the heavenly vision. I've been obedient to what the Lord told me on the road to Damascus to share my experience to tell my story in every opportunity that man looked for a way to serve God I think some of us need to re-experience God mm. we've forgotten where he brought us from We've forgotten what he's done for us. Well, Lord, you know the timing's just not right. Lord, I got a hectic schedule this week. I don't know if I can squeeze that in or not. Lord, look, let somebody else do that, Lord. Look, you just talk to Norma today. She, 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 she'll do. I know I ain't the only one. What about the parable of the wedding banquet? They sent out pre, eight, well, how, how is it? We reserve, what's it called? What's the RSVP? They sent out the RSVP. See, Holy Ghost, Holy Stacy. They sent out the RSVP. Now it's time for the wedding, and they go to them. I'm too busy. I just bought some oxen. I need to try. We just got married. You're going to rob me of my honeymoon bliss? <laughs> I bought some land and I need to go look at it. Do you mean to tell me you bought property and didn't go look at it first? 
Ain't that what the scripture says? We can't come. We can't come. We're too busy. And you know what the Lord of the, of the marriage said, the Lord of the banquet said? Go out to the highways and the byways. I want my house filled. And if those people who got the RSVP won't come, I'll find somebody else. Good God, I could preach right now. Good God. And then you wonder why Jesus says, and they'll come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord. You got the RSVP, but you never showed up. I don't know you. Mm, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Father, let this word, let this word saturate our heart today. Lord, let us not be offended by the word today. Let us embrace it. Let us eat the word. Let us digest the word. Let us contemplate on the word today, God. Let it, let the word just stir our spirit, stir our heart, stir our emotions today, God. Let it stir the gift that's inside of each of us today, God. Let us become aware of your presence. Let us become aware of your voice. Let us become aware of what you're asking us to do, God, and help us in those moments Father, to make right decisions, to do the right thing, to be obedient, God, in every instance, to show up, to be found faithful, to serve, to wait, to watch, because, Lord, you are coming back, and I want us to be ready for your return. I want us to be found faithful faithful I'm going to ask Joey to come back up he's going to play softly I feel such an anointing this morning I just feel God just the coolness of God just all down my back and around my shoulders there's such an anointing here today Maybe you're here this morning and you're lost without Jesus. God knew you was going to be here today. He scheduled a divine appointment just for you. He's here this morning and he wants to give you new life. He wants to turn your life around. He wants to pull you out of the pit and put you on the rock. He wants you to build your house on the rock so that when the storms and the wind and the rain comes, your house stands. And so if you're here this morning and you're in person and you're lost without Jesus, as everybody bows their head and everybody closes their eyes and nobody looks around. If you would just raise your hand high enough for me to see it, hold it up long enough for me to acknowledge it. I won't call you out. I won't embarrass you. I won't come back and get you. I'll just ask the church to pray for the hand that's raised. Is there anyone at all? Anyone at all this morning? Anyone at all that would raise their hand and say, Pastor, I'm lost without Jesus. I'm lost 
without Jesus. Anybody at all today? Anybody at all today? I'm lost without Jesus. Church, what about you this morning? Everybody watching online, everybody that's here, that's in person, that's under the sound of my voice, you have something to contribute. You have something to give. You have something to offer. The only question that has to be answered is will you avail yourself to God to do what God is calling you to do? To serve in the capacity that God is calling you to serve. I'm going to ask you if God is dealing with your heart right now and you're not currently serving or you're not being available to God and you're not allowing God to interrupt your schedule. I just want you to just raise your hand. Is there anybody at all that would be honest this morning and say, you know what, Pastor? Man, that's hit me hard today. It's hit me. It's tough, but it's right. So anybody would raise their hand. There's an honest hand. Anybody else today? There's another hand going up. Anybody else today? Another hand. Anybody else today? Hands going up. Let's make 2021 the year of completeness. Let's make it the year that we avail ourselves to God and say, God, you can interrupt my schedule anytime you want to. God, use me any way you want to use me. Lord, when you call, I'm going to answer. When you send, I'm going to go. Oh, Holy Ghost. I believe this morning there's a call going out to the body of Christ. I believe God is knocking on the door of the hearts of his people. And he's saying, are you ready? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to answer? Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to come back to my house? To build my kingdom for my glory. Just want everybody to stand all over this sanctuary. I want you to have a conversation with God right now. I want you to be honest with God. I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to say, God, how am I ignoring you? God, how am I being disobedient to you? Reveal to me, Lord. Show me. As Joey sings this next song, 
I want you to talk to God about your relationship and your service to Him. And be open to what He has to say back. We do that this morning, church. If you want to come to the altar and pray, I'm good with that. If you want to stand in your seat and pray, I'm good with that. If you want to kneel down at your seat, I'm good with that. I just want you to talk to God. I want you to worship the Lord.
Give God some praise right now. The Lord is so faithful. The Lord is so good. Hallelujah. We're going to have communion this morning. It's a great day to have communion. We partake of the Lord's Supper. just a holy moment in our service. It's just a, a moment to reflect on our lives, a moment to, to ask God for his help and his provision and his grace and his mercy, to remember what Jesus did for us. The writer says, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of what Jesus did. He gave his life on Calvary. He shed his blood on an old rugged cross. He was found faithful. Hallelujah. It's 
So as we get ready to close out our online service today, if they've not already done it, we appreciate you watching by Facebook or YouTube today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll tune back in next week at 1055. We'll be ready to go and, and have service. Excited about what God is going to do in 2021. But we're going to get ready to take a right now. You're doing a new thing right now. God, let your glory come down. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. You're moving mountains right now. You're breaking chains right now. Your promise we will trust